Hello, fellow entrepreneur. Welcome to the Spiritualpreneur Podcast, your go-to podcast for business coaching with a spiritual twist. I'm your host, Haley Kay, energy healer and intuitive business coach on a mission to get you ridiculously excited about driving your business forward. Being a spiritual business owner brings unique challenges that you probably didn't encounter in the traditional nine to five. Selling yourself and your gifts, letting go of control, trusting in the universe, and believing in yourself and your inevitable success. You have valuable gifts to share, and I want to help you use them to create the business of your dreams. We're about to embark on a life-changing journey of spirituality, business, and expansion. So let's begin. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Spiritualpreneur Podcast. I am very excited today. I have a very special guest. I have Emily Jones with me today on the podcast. Hi, Emily. Hi, how are you today? Good, how are you? Very good. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for coming. So just a little bit about Emily. Emily is a women's empowerment coach who uses a variety of tools from NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, hypnosis, EFT tapping, meditation, and more to help guide her clients back to their inner power and authenticity so that they can create lasting freedom and fulfillment. Emily is passionate about teaching and sharing these tools with millennial women who are ready to up-level and manifest the life of their dreams. She hosts an online women's circle, works with one-on-one clients, and also runs group workshops. So let's dive in. So Emily, why don't you tell me a little bit about your uh, women's circle? Mm-hmm. What that looks yeah. like? What women do you attract into there? Yeah, of course. So it started in May. So I've been running it for a couple months now. And it's a beautiful space, very small, intimate group. We've usually had about five women in there who are just looking to explore and discover more about who they really are. And so most of these women are new to meditation, new to the spiritual world, new to manifestation. And so the topics that we cover are introduction topics on, for example, masculine versus feminine energy and things like money and abundance and just getting them to open up their minds and their hearts and their eyes to new things. So anyone who's looking to learn some new tools that can help them grow, that can help them heal, and just having this beautiful space to connect with other women who are interested in in doing the same and growing and healing and learning together. So yeah, it's been a beautiful, beautiful container and one of my favorite spaces that I've been able to create. So I'm super excited to continue with that. We're actually starting round three next Wednesday. So yeah. It's been amazing. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Do you do that monthly? You have meetings with them? It's actually weekly. So we meet every Wednesday. Oh, okay. Perfect. And then you said you also run group workshops. So what kind of workshops do you run? What are your yeah. Do so they- I actually, yeah, they do change. I ran one very recently, two weeks ago on how to bust your limiting beliefs. So that was all about the subconscious mind and how to start reprogramming it and understanding where some of your beliefs come from so that you can learn how to replace those that aren't serving you any longer by more empowering beliefs. So that was the most recent one. I've also done a meditation and mindfulness challenge, which was kind of like a five-day workshop. 
earlier this year and I'm, I'm actually thinking of running it again because it was it was really powerful just being able to teach other people how to start meditating and being more mindful I think is so 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 important <laughs> for people to learn these tools so I'm always really happy to share them with people yeah oh, I totally agree with you meditation was that one tool that I really had to learn and it just now I don't I, I have to do it do I do it every day? Mostly, almost every day. <laughs> Maybe yeah. there are days when I fall off the wagon, but I think that's normal. Yeah, I feel like there are a lot of misconceptions about it in the beginning that make it really hard for a lot of people to get into. But once you start practicing and just understanding more about what it really is, then it gets easier and you you don't want to miss a day. <laughs> yeah, it really takes the experience to really understand the value. I think that is one of the misconceptions is some people just don't see the value of it. Um, because if you haven't done it, of course, it's like anything. It's until you actually experience it yourself. You can hear every other person in the world tell you it works and you're, you're still not going to really, you know, know mm -hmm. until you sit down and practice. And that's another thing. It's a practice. Like, it's yeah. not something you do once and you're like, oh, okay, I, I meditated, I'm good. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> you don't brush your teeth once and think like, okay, my teeth are clean forever, right? <laughs> like, Oh, yeah, it is a, a daily practice. Yeah. Yeah. But super powerful. Awesome. Well, that makes sense. So um, was there anything else you wanted to share with us about what you're working on or some, anything you're excited mm. about sharing? Yeah, I mean, those are a few things that I'm excited about, especially the women's circle. And then I'm planning a new one-on-one -on -one program for the fall. So that's currently what I'm working on still in the brainstorming parts of everything, but yeah, putting together something new for the fall. Okay, perfect. So your one-on-one -on -one is coaching. You take on a one-on-one -on -one client. You're working out the cool. I think this is actually going to play into that a little bit. So it's perfect timing. <laughs> okay, um, great. <laughs> and at the time of this, like I'm recording this early. So at the time when I, when I uh, launch and drop this episode, it'll probably be into the fall so it'll be a perfect timing leading right into when you're starting so okay awesome <laughs> I'm excited okay so let's get started so you, you said you've seen human design before you're familiar with it um is there anything that you already know and you want to share in your own words so that I don't bore you with the details but just to share with the audience and see maybe what uh what yeah what you've already learned yeah, so I think I'm still at a very surface level um, learning experience with human design, but I know that I'm a projector. I know that my profile is the 2-4, which is the hermit opportunist. Um, and I know that my authority is my spleen, uh, which means like I get one quick intuitive hit telling me that something is right and then it's gone and I need to listen to that first one or else I don't know um that's pretty much what I've what I've gotten out of it um I'm interested in learning more about the gates and what that all means because I feel like there's a lot of important information there that can help me probably in my business so yeah excited to learn more about the gates and the channels Yes, definitely. 
And that is exactly what I will be talking about today. Yay. So, <laughs> so yes, I will just quickly, um, the, just a couple of things you said, just for some reason, I just want to build on a little bit. Projectors, for anybody who's not sure, so there's five types. I'm a generator. Um, anybody, if they're listening to my podcast, will have heard me say it a hundred times. So <laughs> I'm a generator. Projectors are, unlike generators who are here to uplift the energy of the world, they actually have a lot of energy and a lot of energy to give. Projectors are what they call the wise guides of the collective. So they are probably have like many soul lives before and have, are just bringing that knowledge here to to share with us now. And so it's often projectors, like when business coaches teach about niches, niching is really good for projectors because they can get so specific and um, build, they have so much knowledge that to share it all might be too overwhelming. And so niching is just a nice way to really pull together what you enjoy doing with what you're naturally good at so that you can serve those people who need you the most. Um, I know I always struggled with niching, but I think as a generator, that's because as a creative generator, there's there's no such thing as niching for me. It's like, I just wanna create and create and it doesn't matter what. <laughs> so yeah, so for, for if you're a projector, niching can really benefit you. I'm never gonna tell somebody that they have to do it because that's just not my style, but if you find that you're trying to do too much and you're burning out really easy, easily from it, focusing your energy. So this is why I tell projectors is that you, when you have the energy, you have the energy and it's, it's not always there. So it's really up to you that when you have it to really be deliberate in deciding what you want to do with it. And that's why it's so important to really figure out what you what you love and, and what really feels like important to you, your values, because then you can use that energy in that way. And then when you need time to rest and recharge, give yourself that time, knowing that when the energy comes back, you'll be able to go back and do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. um, in, in with that, you said you have an, an asplenic authority, which is also the deeply intuitive wise voice. So when I was doing this, <laughs> It's my guides have been doing this fun thing where they show me like a Disney character who kind of symbolizes that, like what, what your real strengths are. And for you, I kind of laughed, but you know, have you seen Pocahontas, you know? Yeah. So, you know, the willow tree, she's the wise guide. I was thinking like, why you, <laughs> in my mind, I was like, but she's old, but it's like, you're not old. It's not an, about being old. It's about we we in our society think old means wise, right? Like that's kind of just how we've been taught is like the older generation is wiser, but that's mm -hmm. not necessarily true. There are people who come into this world just wise and it's likely because they've had past lives. Like I said, they've had a lot of past lives. They've had a lot of knowledge they're bringing with them. And that is what exemplified that. That's how they showed me you. You're like, you're like the wise, confident, you know, people come to you for advice. They come to talk to you about things, you know, Pocahontas mm -hmm. always goes to her to talk about what's going on. And she just knows the right thing to say. That's you, that you've got that. <laughs> okay. Awesome. <laughs> uh, 
And so how do you know if you're living in alignment? So a a big part of what I was learning, like with manifestation is like, in order to manifest the things that you want, you want to live in alignment. Mm -hmm. And so how, you know, you're living in alignment is that feeling of success you feel. So, so whatever that really feels like to you of being, feeling successful, you know, some people it's money, some people it's abundance in other areas of your life abundance is a topic that will come up in uh, later in your chart a lot too um just feeling like you have the things and you're doing the things that you really want to do and so you know when you're out of alignment is is a feeling of bitterness it's like it can be like feelings of bitterness resentment and that that's a good indicator that this isn't this isn't meant for me this isn't in alignment with the goals and and lifestyle that I've set for myself that I want that makes sense Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, another thing is there's environments that everybody kind of like thrives in and yours is markets. So I actually see this a lot with the women I've done is markets. It's like coming together for a common goal. And I think you just hearing you explain your women's circle, that's where that really comes in. You, you, you have a goal set for your group and the people you draw in also have that goal and that's what like generates the energy and then heals in whatever way it needs to so that makes sense that that markets is, a, is like where you thrive that's that's perfect okay so now let's jump into the energy centers mm-hmm So something also really interesting that came up when doing your chart specifically is that up until this point with everyone else, I started with their head center and went down, but I was actually guided to start with your root center and go up. Okay. Okay. So the root center is the very bottom one. Mm -hmm. the, The bottom. And so Centers can be defined and undefined. Defined means you have consistent access to that energy. You, you basically you're generating it internally. Undefined means you have inconsistent access. I talk a lot when I do these readings, so I have to take some water. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so what's interesting about your route is it's undefined, but you see how you have five gates all highlighted. So there's a bit of a competition for energy going on in your root center. You have five gates and then gate 54. So you can see in gate 54, it's black and like that shaded, to me, it's like a brown color and it's like beige. But what the black means is it's a conscious energy. So when I explain it to you, you're probably going to be pretty aware of it. Like, you know, that's part of your design. And the unconscious might be something maybe you're less aware of, maybe you're aware of, but it just kind of happens without your really under, like, not understanding, but really knowing it's happening. You know, sometimes we just do things and we're like, why did I do that? That can be because you have that energy unconsciously. So what's... So yes, so just to give some context. So I did a reading the other day with someone whose throat chakra had five gates, but her throat chakra was also defined. So these five gates were like competing for energy, but because she also had a defined throat chakra, she felt more, it's almost like the energy is always naturally there. So it didn't feel like a lot of competition. She just felt like, you know, it, how do I say that? Like it just kind of happens naturally. 
But with you, because you have five gates competing for your energy and the root chakra is undefined, there's going to be times when you feel pulled to one or the other and it might get, it could be overwhelming. And so what I, why I really think this one came up first and what I really recommend is grounding your energy. So I'm not sure if you already do this, but doing it consistently, kind of like meditation. So it was so cool. We were talking about meditation. I think that's why we didn't start with the head center because you meditate already. You got that down. You know what's important um, because your head center is undefined as well. So, but what's really cool, what's a gift is that we all have multiple like energy access points. So one of them being our head, which meditation is important to like release and accept energy through our head but then there's also the one in our root chakra and so that one like to me is like especially the feet so taking care of your feet um walking barefoot on the ground is really going to help with that um getting pedicures like anything that's really like loving and caring for your feet because that is an an access point for your energy to come in and out And grounding. So as part of your meditation, you've probably heard of grounding before, but like imagining your roots going into the ground. So doing the energy, like the physical stuff's really good too, but the energy part is really important. Imagining that your energy and like a, a coach taught me this, because if you feel like you're having a lot of ideas, which you do comes up in your chart a lot, a lot of ideas that you're feeling like aren't taking root. <laughs> I have a lot of tree analogies for you as well. <laughs> it's not your ideas aren't taking root. It's because of that, that it's lacking that grounding process of really pulling your energy down and putting it into the physical world. Okay, awesome. So what does it mean when you say that the gates are competing against each other? I never really heard that before. So usually one gate is activated within a center? Good question. How do I answer this? So it's like, um, because of what I was sharing before, you being a projector, your energy comes and goes, right? So there are gonna be times when you really feel the energy and other times when you don't. And so when you really feel it, knowing what I was saying before, really knowing what you want to accomplish is going to help direct that energy. Um, because if you're not, if you're ungrounded and, and you're not really sure, and you, you know, like I know I've had these moments, even as a defined, I have, I have the defined root center, but even for me, like I have moments where I'm like, okay, I have like 15 minutes, what do I do? And then the mind gets overwhelmed, right? So your energy can get overwhelmed because it's like, and as I explain the gates, it'll make more sense, but, but yeah, it could be like, I have this idea and this idea and this idea, and then where do I put my time? And then you can waste energy kind of like getting stuck in all of that, right? And then when your energy's not there, you're like, oh, I wish I did this, right? So really um, having a time for self-reflection and planning, and I don't mean actually in your design, structure is actually good for you as well but I don't mean structuring your time down to the minute, like just like having sections of your day that are set to certain things, but, or even just having intentions, like 
today my intention is to feel this way my month I really want to focus on this project really setting those up in the beginning is going to allow you to focus that energy and not only for you and your energy design but also for the universe to help you with that because if you're feeling ungrounded and confused so it's the universe, right? It's like, well, what do you want help with? <laughs> so really grounding those ideas, really getting clear, pulling, you have a lot of energy like up here, like you can see your third eye in your throat. And so pulling that energy down, down in, into the lower chakras and like mm -hmm. really grounding you into the physical world. Okay, sounds good. Okay. Okay, so now we'll get into the into the actual gates that are in your root center because you have five. Let me just make sure I got this. Oh yes, also being around people with defined roots like me will help take that <laughs> pressure off because when you work with other people, um, this came up somewhere else. Oh yes, okay, this is coming up again. So also, in relation to your splenic authority, but also in relationship to your root, is that the trap that can happen when you see your, you are a wise guide, you have lots of knowledge and ideas and like love to give. The trap, and this isn't just you, this is like, I've seen this with a lot of spiritual entrepreneurs, me too. Um, we think like, oh, I should be able just to solve all my own problems. You know, I have all this like information to give others. I should just be able to figure it out for myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's a trap we all fall. We probably all fall into at one point or the other. And it's, it's not true. We, no matter where you're at, how much you learn, how much knowledge you have, we need each other, not just for information, but we need each other energetically. Like that's why none of us are fully defined is because we're not meant to do it alone. We're not meant to be here and live on an island and just figure it all out for ourselves. It can, one, we get lonely, but two, we, we don't have access to energy. And that's why, and because you have markets as your environment, actually what happens is when you're in environments with people, you, you are giving off your energy and feeding off theirs. And that's why there's like a balancing process that kind of happens, if that makes sense. So, yeah. So that's for anyone. When you know you have a fairly um, open or uh, open or in, uh, undefined center, finding people who have that that you you can like yeah work with them is going to be really helpful. And is there a specific type in human design that always has the root defined or no? Do all generators have their root defined? It's a good question. For the most part, I've seen, and it could be that that's true, that generators do have their root defined. Okay. Because I'm thinking just from the charts that I've done, the people I know and people like in my personal life, my boyfriend, my sister, um, who have undefined root centers aren't generators. So yeah, I think generators, and that's one of the things about generators is we just, we're like the energizer bunnies, but only when we're doing something we love. So if you're a generator and you're burning out, like I used to, it's a huge red flag. <laughs> like really pay attention to that because there's something, there's something you are doing that you really don't need to be doing. And that was always my problem and the trap I was falling in is because I 
when I had energy, it was like, I could go for a date. Like you should see me last night between the hours of eight and 11. I was just like, I couldn't stop working because I was so excited, like what I was doing and just feeling so in alignment. And so the energy was just there. So if you're a generator and you, and you burn out, there's something you don't need to be doing. You're not in alignment. Projectors, however, like I was saying, when you have the energy, you just have it. You could do anything. <laughs> you could do whatever you wanted. And, but that's how you, that's why it's important to use the idea of success versus bitterness and really pay attention to that. If you're starting to feel bitter, it's like, oh, okay, maybe I'm not doing something because the energy is going to be there for you. So if you don't have the energy, don't beat yourself up, right? Because that's that's natural for projectors. They really need time to like self-reflect and relax. Um, okay, keep some in. So in the, are you in my spiritual entrepreneur Facebook group? Yes. This month we did a four-day event, which I'll be posting on the podcast too for people to listen to. But it was a four-day event where we did like planning with the moon cycles and the mm -hmm. energy of the moon cycles. And I think that will also help with you when planning and like picking like the new moon to set your intentions and then using the buildup of the moon, you can use the energy of the moon. So that's another thing to note. You don't always have to have other people to balance your energy because people are inconsistent too, right? And they are living their own lives. You can't be like, oh, you have your solar plexus defined. Let's hang out all the time, right? <laughs> so that can like your energy can waver in that sense. But there are other ways to it. So being around other people with the energy, amazing. That's naturally and intuitively. We already know that. And a lot of us do it. But there are other ways. Using the energy of the moon, using the astrology planets. Like if you ever get into astrology, knowing when certain mm -hmm. planets. So maybe... And I think last night, that's another reason why I was so energetic is the moon is in Aries and Aries is a very fiery planet, right? With a lot of energy and go-getter energy. Um, so like learning about how those affect your energy can really help you also to plan and be like, okay, I know I'm going to have, I kind of wish I knew that in the beginning like of the week because there was my huge to-do list. And I'm like, why don't I want to do any of these things? <laughs> I know I want to get them done by Friday, but I don't feel like doing it. And then last night it was like, boom, 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 boom. So kind mm -hmm. of like knowing that stuff helps to ease a little bit, but that's why I teach too. When the energy is there, go for it. Don't try mm -hmm. to like, you know, be like, oh, well, I should really do this on the, and don't know shoulds. Like energy is there. I'm going to do this. It's what mm -hmm. I want to do. Yeah. Okay, cool. That was fun. That needed to come through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. Okay. So the first gate that I kind of touched on before is gate 54. So you can see it has the black and the brown, it's conscious, unconscious. So this gate 54 is the drive, it's drive. So you have drive. You know that anything that's truly worth getting is worth putting your effort and energy. I say fighting, but that's because your other gate is fighter, not to fight for it, like not to struggle, but to really, when something is important to you, put your energy there, right? Mm -hmm. You are here to be successful and to climb the ranks. Um, if it was linked to gate 32, so 
So this is something to also note about why you feel like you have these competing energies, what we were saying before. Um, when gates are linked, that's called a circuit. And when the circuit is full, that energy can flow freely between those energy centers. But you'll notice from your root is that none of them are actually full circuits. You just have all the gates. And so finding people for depending on which energies, finding people with those gates as well can help like really like for projects or anything you want to collaborate on there are certain people who are going to be more helpful to like pull that energy forward. Okay, cool. Um, so without gate 32, you might find that sometimes this came up earlier too, might find that you lack like direction, mm -hmm. right? Like, you know, you want to move up, you know, you have the drive, you know, that when your energy is there, that you can accomplish whatever you want. But then sometimes it's like, okay, well, where am I putting my energy? Like where? And so, um, yeah, taking the time. And that's what we're going to be talking about. I'm going live today too. talking about taking the time for self self-reflection is so, so important. And just looking at, okay, where, am I now and where do I want to be mm -hmm. so that you can put that not so much so that you can create a to-do list of things to do that's not necessarily what's going to come out of it but really to put your focus energy and attention on where you want it to be and where you want it to go okay and so the next three are all unconscious um gate 33 is called it can I've seen it called perseverance or fighter and this one is you know, like what I was saying before, is you know things are worth fighting for. Be careful not to take on other struggles, especially as a coach, you might see their struggles and think that, you know, and I have this gate in common. I actually have both gate 54 and gate 30 in common with you. So I'm speaking from experience as well as that. I know what it feels like to be like, oh, okay, they're struggling with this. I'm going to figure out how to help them. <laughs> I'm going to figure out we're going to overcome this together. And that's not necessarily your job. It's, mm. You can provide the energy to help them if they don't have it, but it's not for you to figure out. So that's why another reason why it's so important to know your why, like why, what is your intention um, and your intention and you as the wise guide is to help guide people. Mm -hmm. So you have that energy you can give to them by saying and knowing, you don't even have to say it, like you just internally will generate that energy and guide them, like pull them forward because you, you're like your energy is showing them like it's important to move forward. It's important to keep going. It's important to overcome these hurdles that you are seeing right now, right? Like you, you probably, you're shaking your head. You probably know this intuitively. And so other people, knowing that other people don't have access to that makes you valuable. That's part of your value as a coach is mm -hmm. to really guide them in that sense. And you can come up. So um, gate 41 is all about like ideas. And, and planting seeds and that's what you can help them do. It's like, okay, this might be a struggle now, but I know that you have the ability to overcome that and do something else. Mm, okay. 
gate 53 is initiate. So you're meant to start things, but not necessarily finish them. And this also goes with gate 41 too, is that you have lots of ideas, you wanna put them into motion, you easily start things, and then maybe they don't go like the way you want, you envision them to turn out, right? And so mm -hmm. you might be starting too many things and then feeling overwhelmed and frustrated because it's like, why don't I just <laughs> finish what I start? <laughs> this is not a downfall, okay? This, this can be somewhere where we could easily beat ourselves up, but you don't need to do that. This is, this is really meant to help other people. And again, just showing you how, you're, how you can really help other people. Not only can you drive, help drive them forward, but you can help them start and initiate things. And, and you said that it, as part of your, your women's circle as well. How did, you, how did you phrase it? Like start, you said something about like um, those like first steps that people need to take. Like, you know mm -hmm. how important it is to take those first steps and you really show people how to do that. Mm. Okay, cool. Um, for gate 41, I called it the tree planter. Like I said, I have a lot of tree analogies for you in the root <laughs> chakra. <laughs> awesome. You're like, you know, people who, um, wow, trees just really came up all over your reading. Um, you know, who, people who like go, they get paid to go somewhere else and plant seeds and plant yeah. seeds. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what you do with energy and ideas. So not the physical act of planting seeds, obviously, but but it's like you attract the people who need that like initial, here's what here's what you can do, here's what's possible for you, here's, you know, and and get them. And then that's why sometimes it can be frustrating because you want to like live it out to the end with them, but that's not always gonna happen. And so just learning how to allow that and be okay with it is gonna ease off the pressure a little bit. Mm -hmm. Okay, interesting. So like planting seeds in other people's minds of what they could potentially do with their life or future. <laughs> okay, cool. And like I said, like it doesn't always necessarily have to be things you say to them and in working with them, that's just gonna happen naturally with them being in your space. Okay. That's what's kind of interesting. It's cool and it can be frustrating with this is like with certain energies we have access, we don't even sometimes realize we're giving off this energy, right? Because it's so natural to us. This is what I've been teaching is like, these energies are so natural to us. We think everybody has them. We think it's the way it is. And we're like, come on, why don't you see what I, I you know, but that's part of your value as, as just like a human being. And, and then certain, like certain of, it's cool, really cool to see as a coach too, how they kind of all played together and that that is how you show up as a coach and as a leader in bringing that energy and people intuitively who need what you have to offer will appreciate it, even mm -hmm. though they can't articulate it and say, oh, hey, Emily gave me all these ideas. You know, sometimes they do, but you know, but they'll walk away feeling like, oh, this is different, you know, mm -hmm. this is what I needed. And that's, yeah. I yeah. know a lot of people, maybe you less so because you have a defined throat center, but I know I've talked to a lot of people as they really, and what I really love about human design is like, it's, it's hard to articulate exactly what 
they're giving and offering. So that's why I really love this about human design is when you learn this stuff and then you start to feel into it, then you can start really pulling that out and sharing that with others. You're like, mm-hmm. this is what I, this is the energy I'm bringing in your own words, but this is the energy I bring to the table. And this is what I've noticed people get out of it. Mm-hmm. Cool. And then gate 30. So a lot of focusing on the root chakra. I know. <laughs> I totally know. Gate 39, provoking abundance. So you naturally sense when other people are out of alignment with, in terms of their abundance. And because you have an undefined root center, you might pick up on that. And that's why your own abundance might waver a little bit, or maybe just like the feeling of, you know, even though you probably intuitively know you have an abundant life, but there could be times when your energy just doesn't feel as um, strong as in other times. And Mm -hmm. this is another reason why grounding is going to really help that and being out in nature and really recognizing that you're connected to the earth and there's an abundance all around you. And that's going to help strengthen that because then when you you talk about this topic of abundance with other people, you bring that energy to it and they'll just naturally feed off that. Hmm. You naturally like, like me, for example, I don't have access to this, this gate. So it's interesting. Um, This comes up later too, but really if you're noticing that you're like pushing people's buttons is what came to mind, like pushing their buttons to really, you know, like you want to, you're provoking them to get them to like understand like why they don't see their abundance. You know, they have so much, they have all like, they have so much to give and they have so much around them. Um, Just notice how they're reacting. Cause you, like I said, some people, they're going to intuitively like need that and, and really, and other people are might, how do I, like not shut down but like pull away from that so just notice that and just ask yourself like why am I why am I pushing this right now like why what is my intention here is it for is it because my higher self is guy because you're very intuitive like is this my intuition knowing that this is something they need right now or is this just part of my my energy you know (laughs) if that makes sense I think I worded it better below when I talk about uh yeah yeah that makes sense but that's also something about like the projector energy right like I've heard it's like we have this very piercing aura that sometimes when we're sharing or we're talking about something it's just like hitting the person the wrong way or it's just like not getting through to the person so and and I think that's where we kind of feel that resentment because we're not being recognized for what we want to share I think I've been experiencing that a lot. <laughs> yes. That's, that's I don't know if you're going to talk about that later, but um, just came to mind with the, with what you were saying there. No, I'm really glad you brought it up. I share whatever comes up because it, it, it helps. Um, it helps people because sometimes they, I don't want them to just listen to me and think I'm just like <laughs> talking to yourself. <laughs> I'm just talking at you. Like, <laughs> if this resonates, if it doesn't resonate, like, awesome it's awesome that you're bringing this up and asking the questions too because sometimes I, do, I don't always have like 
I'm not perfect. I don't have all the answers. I, I, I'm learning too, just as much as I, as I do this. And so your questions help me too. And it's really cool. Um, but I like that you said that, like that noticing that bitterness, mm. you know, and noticing and asking yourself, what what's my intention here like what's my intention that will kind of put you back on track because okay. if your intention is to if it's coming from the ego yeah you'll know that right away like because you have that splenic authority you'll you'll just be able to right away be like oh okay this isn't about me and if it's they need this even though they're resistant to it and that's, that's kind of living in the moment, why living in the moment is so important with people. And uh, as an intuitive coach, which you are as part of your coaching, like intuition really comes into play. Not having an attachment because with human design, knowing that everyone's um, got certain undefined energies their energy is going to waver. Certain areas of your energy are going to waver. So you show up with whatever energy you have and your intuition will help you work off that, you know, because you're picking up on their energy, they're picking up on yours and just being aware of that, that there are going to be moments when their energy is not all, well, it's never all there, but there are certain things that maybe they need that they might not be open to or they're just not ready in that moment to receive it doesn't always mean stop pushing. <laughs> it doesn't always mean stop pushing their buttons because as I will share too, you have the gate uh, shock is you know the value of pushing people's buttons. You know the value of kind of what I wrote, shake awake. You, sh you can shake them awake. Like some people are just going about in their lull and, you know, living from their ego and, and not seeing but you have the ability to help them see, but knowing that in the moment they might not be ready, but they could walk away. They could get the energy the next day, hear you in their head, remember what you said, you know, and, and that's when they needed to hear it. So. Okay. Which gate was that? The shock one? So gate. So this is actually for you a circuit. So you can see, um, circuit 2551 it connects what I call okay. the heart and the higher heart so in human design they call it the ego center and the g center but how I've been shown because that you know I do a lot of chakra chakra work how I was shown it it's it's very much related to the heart and the higher heart that okay pink so you have that's why you as a coach have a lot of love to give because you have a very strong both of them are defined for you your heart and your eye heart and you have that very strong you have two circuits in your whole chart which I will talk about but this one see how it's fully black it's totally you're probably already aware of this but this is really something you really bring as a coach it's really important to know so I called it shock factor which I was laughing because I'm like that's not how people say it and, <laughs> and I, I asked my boyfriend I'm like is shock factor a thing he's like do you mean wow factor <laughs> <laughs> um 
Yes. So similar to the wow factor, you know, the value of the shock factor, you know, the value of like when people are, they go through like a shocking experience, even though for those people in the moment, they're like, I know I've had moments like that. It's like, this is the worst thing that could have ever happened to me. You go through it and you're like, oh, that was actually the best thing that ever happened to me. Mm. <laughs> you really see the value in that. I'm sure you have tons of stories, which I really hope when they come to you, write them down and share with people because when they hear the stories, they, you probably just naturally attract shock. Do <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. you have a story that comes to mind? Um, something was coming up, but not regarding me or anything shocking that happened to me, but just experiences where friends were like, this is the end of the world, like the worst thing that could ever happen to me, like something got canceled or like their whole life just kind of like blew up. And I'm just like, I know this is going to be good for you somehow. <laughs> just <laughs> embrace it. Although that's really hard to tell somebody in the moment because they're like, you don't get it. <laughs> this is the worst. <laughs> hmm. Yes. So finding a way, because I think you're maybe likely going to attract that in your coaching, finding a way, this could be a, like an experiment over time that builds to help people. I don't know if it's like through it or see the value of it, because you really do see the value of it and you can really help people in that area. Yeah, I guess I've also put myself in a lot of shocking situation just like moving to new countries and you know I mean I live in Colombia now people always ask me why the hell I'm living here <laughs> but I guess there are shocking um, experiences that I know are going to bring me a lot of growth anyway so might as well dive in <laughs> good for you and you have the energy for it so it makes it makes sense mm. why and if people ask you like why are you it's just like I have the energy. <laughs> it's just part of who I am, you know. It's part of my design. <laughs> yeah, because you really understand that you're right. It's it's going to lead to your ultimate growth. And so um, what I wrote down was, um, you know, the story of the Buddha. It's the clay yeah. Buddha. It gets broken open. Oh, yeah. And then there's gold underneath. Or. Sorry. Oh, okay. I got confused yesterday when I was thinking about it. There's a different story. I love that story. That's a Gabby Bernstein tells that story in uh, one of her books. Um, there's another story that someone else told me, similar idea. There's a clay cup, cup, clay cup that breaks. And like, it was a very valuable cup. You know, they were like, so distraught that this cup breaks. But then someone had the idea to glue the pieces back together with gold and it just made it all the more beautiful and valuable. Hmm. That's kind of what came up for me in this. It's like, maybe you got broken down, but it didn't mean any people say, you know, I'm broken now. That doesn't mean anything about your value. You can just rebuild it and be even more valuable than you were before. Mm, nice. Um, yeah, you see the benefits, you probably see the benefits of all the recent events that have been going on with like all the shock COVID. that we've been going through. And that's probably why your gifts are being called on so much right now, especially so many people 
have gone through a lot and a lot of shock factor in the last year and a half and like you're probably going to hear all these stories especially people coming out of it things are going to even more come to the surface and so yeah really holding fast to this idea that sometimes in the moment these things seem like the worst things in the world sometimes in the moment they seem like your life is totally over but you know in your heart that something's going to come out of it and like so many things have come out of the pandemic don't get me wrong lots of loss lots of heartbreak lots of things that people are dealing with but also lots of like really cool things have come out lots of change lots of lots of people who are spending more time being with themselves and like learning about themselves are going to come out and just like blow us all away so mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um this will come up again in your third eye but you do really have the energy to give sight to those who are unable to see <laughs> I put that in quotation marks <laughs> because it's not so much physical sight it's um you know what I mean like giving them sight and seeing when people work with you they are able to better visualize the life outcomes that they want to have that come mm-hmm. with I don't know if you remember this, um, but it's coming up for me again. In our session, we did a a session together. Mm -hmm. There was like, it was, there was a moment where it was like, I could see your heart and your third eye, like for some reason, like just super linked together. So anything you often feel in your heart, you really see for yourself. Mm. Not a lot of people have that ability, by the way. I don't think I do. Well, because I waver because I'm very undefined in my top half. Um, So this wavers for me. So sometimes when I have something in my heart, I can see it. And other times I don't. And I've often wondered why, you know, why I'm like, why am I able to manifest certain things so easily and other things not? But you have the natural ability to do that. You see things and you often, like it's the your heart's desires. You can see that for yourself. And that's really cool because your strongest sense Oh, your strongest sense is smell, but, but you have, you have, (laughs) what does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) This one's an interesting one. Um, it hasn't really come up yet. So you can tell me, uh, because like there's different strongest senses that people have for some people, it's their inner vision. For me, it's my outer vision. Some people, it's their inner vision. Some people it's touch. I've seen that a lot. People like really need to touch things in order to um, get the energy from it. Mm-hmm. You have a strong sense of smell. Do you know this about yourself or? <laughs> I don't know. I never really thought about it. Um, but yeah, I guess I do. I don't know, notice a lot of smells yeah. <laughs> easily, but I don't know how that can help me I don't know, like, how is that a, like, a gift or, like, something that I can use or it's just what's strongest? So, for what I, so for me, like, my gift is outer vision, not gift, but just, like, strongest sense. So, it Mm -hmm. it comes up how I learned it in, in, like, the case of manifestation, for example. What my coach taught me is that to manifest something, it's really important for me to go out into the world and see it. So like when I was 
complaining. Okay, so this is the story that's coming up. So when I was complaining about our fridge, <laughs> I was complaining about our fridge and I'm like, oh, things go in there to die. Nothing's organized. <laughs> like I just, I was getting so upset about it. So what the universe did is like, I didn't even realize that I was asking for a better solution. I was just kind of like frustrated, but I naturally do ask a lot of questions. This is one of my things that I do. I just like, what do I do about this? How can this get better? And so when I was going to Fred's, I started realizing as I was like going to my sister's house or my friend's house or whoever, I was noticing their fridges, which is super weird, which at the time I was like, this is weird, but like, <laughs> they were getting new fridges, you know? So it was like the universe was bringing that in for me to notice, to then get me to start to really realize like, oh, okay, I really want a fridge. So manifest, so like touch, like for some people it's touching, but for me, it was just seeing, like seeing the features and starting to get a clearer sense of like, I want this. I want them to like two doors to open. I, I want the, and then my boyfriend and I talk about it. He's like, I want the freezer at the bottom. I'm like, yeah, I can get on board with that. You know, just like, that's how the manifestation process works. It, it's not just like, I want something and you know this because you have it very strongly. It's like, you want something, you don't just like magically appear. It kind of like grows the energy needs to grow and develop. And it starts in the heart, mm. it starts in the heart and starts to generate. And then through the throat, you talk about it, you, you know, um, use your senses to like really get into energetic alignment with it and then and then we walked into a store one day and I was like that's my fridge right there I just knew I was like there it is it was on sale <laughs> it was like perfect it had everything you know that's like so like I was saying before sometimes that happens to me so easily I manifest things so easily and then other times so my energy has to it wavers because I'm very undefined. So I have to consciously be aware of that. But your question was about smell. So just curious and hearing that story, how that, if anything came up for you. Not really. I mean, I'm trying to think if I've ever like felt inspired by certain smells. Um, Do you like essential but- oils? Yeah, that could be it because certain mm-hmm. smells do invoke certain um, like brain cells reactions. Yeah, yeah. I will look look more into different smells to see how I can use it. Yeah, <laughs> use it for manifesting or just yeah, feeling like more aligned. Maybe get a little bit deeper into aromatherapy. Yeah, that would be. I mean, yeah, actually. That's so interesting you say that because when I was researching for your chart, I will find, I will find it again on Pinterest. The woman who I was watching her YouTube videos was very much so interesting. I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't, I didn't see her stuff for the past like eight charts. I, however many charts I'm at now working on her. But then as soon as I was working on yours, I, I was like, that's all I could see. I could just see her stuff so I was like okay and then I watched her YouTube videos the reason why I think it's funny is that she was very much into aromatherapy and so she teaches so I will I'll find it for you and send Mm -hmm. you through her YouTube videos she teaches people how to use aromatherapy and essential oils to ground what she calls grounding which again is so important for you grounding into their natural energy and their natural design 
Mm, she's also a projector? Good question. Or, sure. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if um, you can send me her link or whatever, I will definitely check the videos. Because then she makes specific recommendations for like each gate. So when you like, as you know, this is my gate, she talks about it. And then she says, these are the essential oils that would be most beneficial for you. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> maybe maybe that's what I maybe that's what I need to uh, to study next, <laughs> because projectors are supposed to be, um, like you were saying, like niching down, like becoming like a an expert or like a master in in something, right? I don't know. I've heard that a few times. Yeah, and so if you're not yet clear on what that is, that's okay. Mm -hmm. it's just keep like asking, being open to the answer. Like, okay, what do I need to know next? Okay, how do I build on this next? Like those kinds mm -hmm. of questions. And then you'll mm -hmm. start to see the, the answers coming. Okay, awesome. Okay, what's, what else is important for me right now? That was, we talked about that. Okay. So the next, Thing in your chart that I'm going to draw your attention to is the solar plexus. It's on the far right of the chart and you can see it's undefined. You have gate 37 and you can see the lines are both black and like beige-ish, so conscious and unconscious energy. Gate 37 is friendship and harmony. Okay. So a few things came up for me here. So friendship and harmony, you're very friendly. You're very easy to get along with as people can probably hear through this. You love your friends. You attract and make friends super easily. This is one of the uh, natural energies that are gonna attract clients to you. They're, they're gonna see you kind of like what I said before as the, the wise guide, the wise confidant, that person that people feel that they, they can easily talk to you about things. Mm. So a couple things to be aware of. The first, because you don't have gate 40, it might be that you forget to balance alone time with friend time. So really making sure that you take the time out to connect with yourself and your heart that self-reflection time that came up earlier too in your chart, that's really, really important is that self-reflection time, like really taking time. Like I do it monthly, but you could even do it more often if you're finding, un if you're finding you're unbalanced, because that's one of the, one of the things about the heart is balance, is really finding that balance. And because you don't have access to gate 40, this is an area that might you might have had challenges balancing in the past because you have so many friends, because you naturally attract them, you wanna spend time with them. Um, it, it can be that you just, that you naturally forget, you know, how important you are and how important you as a friend to yourself is because you, mm -hmm. are, you are your own friend as well. And so reminding yourself of that and spending time with yourself in that way. Um, so yeah, like I said, clients will be attracted to this friend-like energy. So another thing to be careful is setting up boundaries. Mm. The solar plexus boundaries comes up for me in the solar plexus a lot, especially when I'm doing uh, chakra coaching, like chakra chakra work and, and coaching is that 
boundaries are people see it as like a power move so power solar plexus is all about power personal power taking action taking aligned action to what you need to do right and so setting up boundaries is a power move in the sense that it it's you taking back your power without that energy sometimes those those boundaries become like I see them like blurry blurred they can be blurred and so really taking so grounding taking the time for self-reflection tuning into yourself um another thing they say for a splenic authority is asking yourself is this healthy for me so sometimes you know with friends they want to do certain things like really defining your your boundaries and saying like is this healthy for me you know really not always going along just because another thing um because you're emotional in human design the the solar plexus is also known as the emotional energy center and so setting your emotional boundaries so sometimes when people hear boundaries this is what i'm learning because I, i've read a lot of not a lot but i've read quite a few books on um, boundary setting because this was an area that we all need to learn more about Mm-hmm. because there's always a new level of boundary that you can set but sometimes when people hear boundaries they think physical boundaries right and it was so it's so funny because I've been seeing this a lot in my awareness is people worrying about their backyards because there's no I don't have a fence in my backyard and so it's kind of like the boundaries here <laughs> for lands we're kind of out in the country this can often be like an area where people get very this is my land. They set their physical boundaries. Mm. That's because they have they are having diff- they have difficulty setting emotional and then energetic boundaries. So sometimes people go about it the wrong way, where they try to set physical boundaries. They hear, "I need to set boundaries. I need to tell my friends this is how I need to be treated. I need to stop hanging." You know, I hear this a lot too. Is people saying things like, "I need to cut out toxic people," but then you ignore like whatever actually ends up happening with those types of people is they cut out this one toxic person and then they come in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So this isn't, so what I was feeling called to share today is not so much about setting physical boundaries and not even so much about setting emotional boundaries, although that's important too, but really um, like setting um, energetic boundaries so even imagining yourself in that bubble of light and 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 setting the boundary in a sense of saying like I only allow love, um, abundance and opportunity into my bubble today. You know anything else will be reflected off whatever way you. That's how my coach teaches it. Whatever way that works for you of setting, just like setting your day up so that you have these energetic boundaries. It's the easiest way to start. It's the easy, it's way easier for people to start with, with themselves, with their own energy and saying, this is, this is what I stand for. And this is what I don't stand for. And you can, if you're visual, imagining it, just feeling that sense of power by stating it, setting your intention. And then those emotional and physical boundaries will be easier. They'll Mm. just come more easily instead of you feeling like you have to, you know, force them to happen they will just kind of naturally happen energetically okay sounds good (laughs) I'll do more of the 
like that bubble of protection, that like bubble of light. I, I usually do it before my sessions, but I think it's probably helpful to just start off every day by doing that. Even when I just go outside to the store, <laughs> it's probably even more important to do it then. Mm -hmm. I've been noticing too, doing it before bed because sometimes, you know, mm. energy, especially the collective and and you probably noticed I in the last year or two with the collective energy is just like up and down and then up and down. <laughs> it's like riding a wave. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that I think we all felt it. But now that yeah. we're coming out of it, it will be, yeah, it's it's a good practice to just keep up, especially because mm -hmm. you already know the importance of meditation. It's just like something you can just pack on to that. Yeah. Also, um, because like I was saying before, clients are gonna sense your friendliness and you're probably gonna be attracted to being friends with them as well. Make sure to really set up those boundaries too. I heard the story that that's the other day that's coming up again is like um, this woman, because she was she wanted to be friends with all her clients. And I think this is also for me as well. You know, sometimes we attract people that we really like and we're like, we wanna be friends with them, but the boundaries can get blurred in that sense too. And like, we know their struggles, right? With the, like the gates that you and I both have, we hear their struggles mm -hmm. and it's like, we want to help them. So we're like, oh, okay, don't pay me. <laughs> I'll just help you. But this is, this is a boundary that really, really needs to be set. Really important mm -hmm. to set. Yeah. Doing the work that you're doing is energetically draining on you. And so it's not always easy to balance all of these things and so you definitely need if you're giving a lot of energy into your sessions and a lot of time then you need you need the energy to return and part of that is through compensation mm -hmm. really making sure that when you set a price to to stick to it as much as possible okay <laughs> great and if you're not sure again asking that question like is this healthy for me you know if you're feeling like maybe i'll give them a discount or maybe i'll um maybe I'll just, you know, give them this one free session, asking yourself, is this really healthy for me? And you'll get that, that answer right away. Mm, okay, great. And so it's also really important for you to make sure that you are emotionally supported because you, you have an undefined solar plexus. Um, sometimes what can happen when you're feeling, maybe, maybe feeling emotionally, uns like emotionally, because you're picking up other people's emotions, especially as coaching, right? Yeah. So one one thing you could ask is, "This my emotion to process?" And sometimes mm. that would be enough to just, "No, it's not my emotion. Let it go." But sometimes, if you're feeling like a buildup of emotions and you don't really have that outlet, like if if you're not grounding enough, or if you don't feel like you have someone to um, work on these emotions with, that can kind of clog up there. And so really making sure you feel emotionally supported. So that can be either through having your own coach that you can work through some of the things that come up in your coaching or like uh, for some people therapy, I know, I know therapy can be uh, kind of a, uh, not people, a lot of people don't like to talk about it, but therapy really helped me. I went to therapy and that's what I didn't realize I needed. I needed the emotional support. I needed to, to talk to somebody who wasn't my friends and family because sometimes mm. our friends and family isn't fair either, right? 
And so, um, but to process those emotions, having somebody where you know this is the container for you to like talk and process in whatever way you need. This can even just be journaling, right? If if that's the best case scenario, just journaling, this is how I feel today so that you can really process those and then let them go. And then that way you'll have that the ability to um, work with others. Like having an open and undefined emotional um, well, specifically for you, an emotional center, you've probably had to learn a lot of these ways to cope with your emotions, to cope with the emotions, especially if you're picking up others, you probably felt a lot of different kinds of emotions and there's lots of tools you've picked up to cope with them. And so you probably feel like you have to help other people with this, but this isn't where you, this is where you needed to receive. You needed, you needed to receive the tools and the help to process emotions. It's not necessarily gonna be where you're gonna best support other people. Focus on where the gates and the channels are, are um, defined, or... defined, and especially those two channels that I was telling you about, um, helping people like move forward and and seeing their like seeing what's possible for them and and guiding them in that way. That's really where you're going to have consistent access to that energy, right? And that consistency is what's going to really help you feel good because you just always have that energy and they're gonna the people who need it are gonna really benefit from that okay awesome so i feel like so is there anything else that you have any questions anything that's jumping out at you before before we sign off um and I think you're going to send me your notes, but we didn't touch on the throat and the third eye. And I know that I have a, a channel there that also has the black and the red. So is there anything that you would want to share about that just as a final yes, piece? Yes, that's a good one. Perfect. <laughs> I touched on it, but yes, let's oh, bring okay. it back because this is important. So the gate 43 is in the third eye and then your gate 23 is in the throat and so what I call this channel is insight breakthrough so you have a deep insight into the unseen than most and because you have this channel gate 23 allows you to clearly express it so you have this ability to see things and express it and so that's why before when I was saying your your connection between your heart throat and third eye is very powerful um, this is, you're gonna be really good at communicating these to other people. And so if you're seeing things like, I don't know if you know that you're clairvoyant as well, when you're seeing maybe a little bit psychic, seeing those things, you're gonna really have an easier time. Unlike me, <laughs> really. Uh, sometimes I need to wear crystals for this um, to really help me, but to really bring, um, bring it through to be expressed. Mm. Use your intuition to know when to express it at the right time, right? Like kind of what we were saying before, certain people just aren't going to be ready to hear what you have to say. Yeah. And so using your intuition is really important. Just, you can just ask and just like, can I, can I share that with this person now? And like when you're coaching, that's what they're, they're ready to receive. People are paying you, they're showing up, they're ready to receive. So that's mm -hmm. the time to share. But you know, like with friends and family, like I know sometimes with my sister, 
<laughs> I'm like, this is what you're going to do. And she is just like, what? <laughs> She's a little more open than some people than to, I, but I, yeah, that you have that. So, um, so yeah, I brought up crystals. So that was my next part is, um, I've started, I, for a while I was just making crystal bracelets kind of just intuitively, which also plays into this, but now knowing people's charts and what energy is really going to benefit them, which crystals is like super cool. So for you, I don't have all of them, but the ones that I have that I've never combined before. So I think it's really cool is, um, red tiger's eye and yellow tiger's eye. Okay. And because the we focused, you probably know, because we focused so much on the root chakra, so that's that red energy, and then the solar plexus is where, like, they're undefined, and so the conditioning can come in, and so what's cool about tiger's eye is at the same time, they remove anything that needs to be removed while also giving the energy that needs, so the root chakra is that red color, the solar plexus is the yellow, so it's really going to help you to release, ground, and then it'll give that energy. So like I was saying before, sometimes we get it from people, but we can also get it from crystals. Mm, and so I paired nice. these two together. And then also um, I don't have it right now, but I'm actually going to the store to buy it tomorrow is obsidian, black obsidian. Black obsidian is a really powerful uh, releasing crystal. So there are different black ones. So I will let you know why specifically obsidian. I think obsidian just has a really powerful and because you like the shock, <laughs> <laughs> you can handle it. So some people can't always handle the, like we were saying before, when they think it's like, oh, it's the end of the world, because when they really need to release something, it kind of comes out from under them, but you're okay with it. So you can handle the black, the black crystals like black tourmaline, but but obsidian, the obsidians I've used, they have this very magical way of just like releasing things. And so mm -hmm you can handle it so so yeah, the combination great. of the the tiger's eye and the obsidian is going to be really helpful for you if these are areas that maybe come up in your coaching like if if you were it'll help you to it'll help you energetically with those boundaries and and also helping your clients with processing those things because they're gonna naturally come up right like talking about shock factor is gonna bring up their emotions so you're like okay, well, how do I deal with their emotions if I'm undefined? That's what crystals, and that's what happens for me is um, because I am very, like I'm largely undefined. So when I'm doing coaching sessions, I have to intuitively know which crystals are gonna help me support them. Mm. So they're really helpful in that way. And for you, it might be aromatherapy as well, right? Yeah, I'm definitely going to look into it now that I now that I know that my what was it like the strongest sense? That's right. Yeah. Is smell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Got to take advantage of it somehow. <laughs> Make use of it. Yeah. Well, so like I said, I'll send you all the notes, but Thank you, Emily, for being here today. I hope everyone else enjoys listening in and I will stop the recording. Thank you. Thank you for listening. 
If you'd like to learn more about today's guests, you can find their links and contact information in the show notes below. You can also find me, Haley K, on Instagram at Haley K Coaching, or grab your copy of the Spiritual Printer Planner and sign up for my email list, where you'll be kept in the know on upcoming episodes, exciting events, and bonus resources to help you grow your spiritual business. Did you love this episode? Please be sure to like, subscribe, and write a review so we can spread this information to more spiritual printers like you. See you next time!